0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Casual Experts Only, where we talk about all things nerdy. We are your casual experts, Mike and Luke. And this past weekend was the long-awaited Barbenheimer weekend. Um, Uh, Yes, which... For those, like, if anybody's listening that does not know what the hell that is, um, <laughs> it's basically just bar- the Barbie movie and Oppenheimer released on the same day, the same weekend, mm-hmm. and the internet just turned it into, like, this meme of, like, yeah. which one, you know, of, like, this big double feature weekend and which one you're going to see first, all that kind of stuff. Um, Which which is a little bit, like, it is interesting. A lot of, t- a lot of times things get more pitted against each other. And, in mm-hmm. fact, I'm pretty sure the original like design behind releasing the Barbie movie the same yeah. day as Oppenheimer's because Warner Brothers, which made Barbie is kind of on bad terms with Christopher Nolan after, at least right, the right. old regime was the old le- leadership was, was mm-hmm. on bad terms with Christopher Nolan after he had some um, problems with the way they handled like streaming releases during COVID. Yeah. Um yeah. so he went over to U- Universal to make Oppenheimer. Mm. So to be this really petty, <laughs> the Warner Brothers leadership just uh decided to release Barbie the same day, but that instead of making it like a versus type thing on the internet where it's like, you know, like oh, this movie versus this movie, it became more mm. of a, you know, like joint thing. You know, there's there's, you know, of course there's people detractors online, you know, but they're they're more outliers. Yeah, but yeah, but, but before we get into that and just the movies themselves, we're going to tackle a few different uh, things that have been going on in the news lately, including not a whole lot, but some stuff that came out of Comic-Con uh, this past mm-hmm. weekend as well. Yeah, um, we we kind of c- talked about this last weekend or last episode, but Pretty much none of the big, none of the major studios really went to Comic Con. At least none of the big comic ones, like Marvel and DC, were not present. Really, right, at least right. not DC Studios. Um, but like Netflix and Amazon Studios and stuff were there. So we'll talk about some of that stuff. Uh, but first off, uh, I did want to just mention our other podcast, uh, The Cultured mm. Pull List. We yeah. do that in conjunction in partnership with The Cultured Nerd. And mm-hmm. if you're into comics at all, like if you collect them, read them or you're just interested in them, I would definitely suggest checking that out. yeah what we do every episode is we choose a graphic novel or a comic storyline, and we basically just summarize it, review it, talk about it, and also talk about some current some uh, other current comics that we're reading and uh yeah mm-hmm. it's a it's a fun time, so we just recently started a a a, a youtube channel specifically for that show as well as social media so please go check us out on youtube and check out the culture pull list on social media as well there will be links to that in the description but plugging ahead let's get into some news so let's talk about briefly the box office for barbie and oppenheimer this weekend one of the biggest of like this whole year i think the only one that probably got bigger was mario maybe um,
1: yeah, I think it's the biggest like weekend box yeah. office, like collective weekend of all time, I think is what I heard. Or really? One of. Really? Yeah.
0: I definitely since COVID, I know, which isn't well, saying yeah, a whole yeah, lot. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Barbie and over the weekend made 162 million and Oppenheimer mm-hmm. made 82.5 million, which is like probably like half as much. But it's not too surprising because it's an R rated three hour movie. You know, whereas Barbie has a wider appeal, it's not super surprising.
1: Right. But the interesting thing about that is that I figured that most of the Oppenheimer tickets are going to be in IMAX. They'll cost like two or three times more, oh. at least, you know, so yeah. that's I- I'm surprised it's such a difference. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's actually yeah, that is an interesting point. Yeah. I'm not sure how many because I didn't see it in IMAX, but mm. like I feel like Die Hard fans would go see it in IMAX, but I didn't
1: really care Either yeah that's way, the reason so. why i haven't seen it yet because there's that special um, oh the 70 the special some yes that's in the area that's what near where i live mm-hmm. and so it's it's sold out for like the next well it was sold out for 10 days we had to book it 10 days in advance oh wow so that's why i haven't seen it yet but Damn. it's like yeah yeah that's yeah.
0: kind of like why i haven't like I, I don't know like i didn't care enough because it's like it's just the the explosion because i've sure. i've seen it and it's like two hours and 50 minutes of talking and then mm-hmm. there's m- less than 10 minutes of like explosion and, and visual stuff so I, I didn't really know right. if it was really worth it but yeah we'll sure. see. But yeah. yeah, so pretty big weekend. Um actually did pretty well. Feel like it's been kind of like a straight year of flops almost. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been a couple like I think Guardians did well. Mission yeah. Impossible's doing all right but it, well it was and that and now it has kind of got blown out of the water. <laughs> exactly, um, exactly. So yeah, I don't know. Like I guess we'll see how these perform ultimately so uh, recently the flash released on digital mm-hmm. and there was this deleted scene that basically talked about um why michael keaton's batman retired because okay. in the actual movie it just kind of he say there was some throwaway line about gotham being the safest city now so he's not needed but apparently mm-hmm. there's another reason and, and the director actually spoke on it Um, and he said that my, my idea was he did something that goes against his code and killed a criminal in front of the criminal's child, not knowingly, but he still did it, (laughs) which is an exact mirroring, mirroring situation of what happened to him when Mm -hmm. his parents were killed in front of him at, you know, yada, yada. And then that created the monster that, that, the Batman is. So, um, yeah, that was cut out that whole thing. So I'm curious, like if there was a reason why it was cut out, I mean, it is a little, I mean, it's not that that movie was didn't have dark moments, you know. Yeah. So it's not it's it's not like they couldn't have handled that. And I'm I'm not sure how I feel like whether I feel like that needed to be in the movie or not. Uh, I felt like it was fine without it, but it, I guess it would have been interesting. But at the same time, I feel like at this point, it's not the most original Batman take. You know, I feel like we've had very yeah. similar things, and I f-
1: feel like with that, it almost like demands like some more like. Some more uh, like exploration uh-huh. of that idea because like if if Batman did something like that, then that that implies that there's like a, a negative evil Batman out there, and then it's like that sounds interesting. So it's it feels like it doesn't really fit with the overall film, and it is yeah. kind of an interesting idea, but it I don't know, it doesn't really fit at least for my opinion.
0: I think if like I, I if there had been more development, if it was more right. than just this one deleted scene, yeah if there was like a deleted like whole like storyline with more than one scene maybe right, but yeah right. like considering it just one like almost throwaway n- unnecessary scene then eh, you know uh also mm-hmm. um michael keaton's batman is a murderer so no i mean like like like, like he's yeah, no yeah, problem yeah. killing people in the other right. movies so i don't know right if that right, would, right like it it would definitely go hand in hand with like you know more recent interpretations of batman and Mm-hmm. definitely the internet's idea of Batman. Um, yeah, But yeah. I don't feel like it really fits with Michael Keaton's Batman, because he didn't really seem mm-hmm. to have many qualms about straight up just killing people. <laughs> so Right, right. Uh, apparently there's been these rumors going around that um, Spider-Man 4 is in development, which, when you actually look at where this rumor comes from, it's like, no. So, uh, apparently it, it just comes from something thomas hayden church the actor who played sandman in spider-man 3 um he oh, does so have this
1: this is not tom Holland's spider-man 4 this is the toby mcguire spider-man 4. right right oh, okay. spider-man
0: okay. four no yeah the tom holland ones is actively in development I think they're okay. like from what I heard that last I heard they're finishing the script which obviously they're, you know, not now because yeah. of the writer strike, but they were. Right. Yeah, so this would be Spider-Man 4 directed by Sam Raimi with, with Tobey Maguire. Okay. Um okay. and basically uh Thomas Hayden Church said in a recent interview with ComicBook um comicbook.com um yeah, I don't even know what the original question was, but he he just said there's there's always been some kind of I've heard rumors that Sam Raimi was going to do another Spider Man movie with Toby. And if that happens, I'd probably campaign to maybe at least do a cameo. Yeah, because somebody, I think the question was would he return to Sandman? But it's Mm. like that that doesn't give you any like because there were rumors right after no way home like oh spider man 4 amazing spider-man 3 is going to come out you know right so that doesn't mean and 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 also he doesn't give a timeline like he said i heard rumors that sam remy was going to do another spider-man movie like that could have been right after the third one came out like there's no real context to this but of course this made the internet go like oh there's rumors that is a spider-man 4 like okay
1: which yeah, like yeah.
0: I I assume something actually happened, but then I looked into it and I'm like oh no, it's just this offhand comment. The internet ran with it. Yay. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Oh well. Um. Uh, apparently, Bryan Cranston spoke at the. I think the SAG strike.
1: Yeah, the one in in New York. I think uh, Michael Shannon was there too. From what um, I can, from what I tell, yeah.
0: Interesting and.
1: Yeah, and and then Bob Odenkirk was at the one in LA as well.
0: Okay. Yeah, and Yeah, and this is what Brian Cranston said, or at least an excerpt from his speech Mm -hmm. at the New York um sag strike. Is it like are they like striking together the wga and this i mean like i i know at the same time yes. but are they yeah m- marching together i, I guess is yeah I mean. and i
1: think the ups is there too the, the actual like, <laughs> really? delivery service yeah like, everyone's they're, like
0: they're they're striking too yeah
1: yeah so, like uh, everybody's together at this point
0: <laughs> yeah i mean I've, I've also been hearing inklings that um gm employees might strike yeah. this summer um mm-hmm. so yeah that's it's a, it's a fun time to be alive that's for sure Right but right. this this is what Brian Cranston had to say I know sir uh, I, I believe he was talking to Bob Iger. Um, okay. this, this is directed at Bob Iger, which, you know, we talked about it last episode or no, we we talked about it in, in a video yeah. um, that's on our YouTube channel. Check that out. No, but, um, so he was talking to Bob Iger and he said, I know, sir, that you look through things through a different lens. We don't expect you to understand who we are, but we ask you to hear us and beyond that to listen to us when we tell you we will not be having our jobs taken away and given to robots. We will not have you take away our right to work and earn a decent living. And lastly, and most importantly, we will not allow you to take away our dignity. So that mm. is what he had to say. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Oh, yeah, also this kind of re- related, apparently The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, um, contributed a historic yeah. amount to the sag After Foundation time. Relief Fund, which mm. I was kind of like, I was a little bit, like in the cynical part of my mind, afraid that, you know, this is all like all the like famous actors supporting this and, and everything, you know, isn't going to last, I guess. And eventually they're, they're, they're like, they're, they're going to go back to work and the little guys are like, you know, going to have to like stay out in the cold, basically. Sure. Um, oh, either that or cause like the, the strategy of these big companies was to wait mm-hmm. for, you know, the SAG members to be homeless, basically. Whereas, you know, the really famous actors aren't really in any sort of danger of that. So I was kind of afraid, you know, like, oh, all the little guys are going to be homeless. Whereas Mm -hmm. the big famous rich actors aren't really going to be that affected. Um, but I am glad to see at least one, you know, a list celebrity, um, yeah. Donating some to that fund to help Mm -hmm. the less Mm -hmm. fortunate actors. So that's cool. Um, Yeah, so let's talk about some San Diego Comic-Con announcement stuff, whatever. Uh, so the Invincible Season 2 trailer dropped.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that... Well, it dropped as well as an Adam Eve prequel, like, full-length episode. Yeah. It's like 50 yeah. minutes. Um, mm-hmm. So that's actually on Prime right now. But yes. Invincible Season 2 is coming, is premiering on November 3rd. And they will re- release the first eight episodes weekly. I think like the first few are dropping at the same time and then after that it's going to okay. be the first eight episodes and then they're going to take a mid-season break and release the rest next year in 2024. How which... many episodes are there overall? Um, good question. I'm guessing at least 12. I, mean, okay. I mean, if they're releasing eight, I doubt they would just re- release two more. Right. And wait till 2024 to re- release the next two. I'm not sure if it says Mm -hmm. officially, well, let me pull up the IMDb
1: real quick, but... Because a lot of shows like this normally are just eight episodes, but it's they have eight, and then they're going to have a break, and then they're going to have more after that.
0: Right, and how many episodes did season one have? Was was that just eight? I think it was just eight. Yeah, I don't remember
1: exactly, but I'm pretty sure it was just eight.
0: Okay, so this... Yeah, the first season had eight, yes, and the second season... Also, it seems like season three there's there there's going to be less of a gap between season two and three. Yeah, because it's been like two and a half years since the first season. I think.
1: Yeah, somewhere twenty one. Yeah.
0: Huh. that's weird. So on IMDb, it says that season two only has eight episodes, but according to this Verge article, they're going to release the first eight episodes. On a so maybe basis. they just they
1: just announced eight and there's there's more after that but we don't know exactly how many. Yeah, yeah.
0: maybe something like that. And apparently this season is also going to tackle a little bit of the multiverse, according mm, to Robert. Yeah, yeah. Right? According to Robert Kirkman, um, the mm. creator of the comic and also is like seems very heavily involved with with the show. But um, he talked with Collider, and yeah, this is what he had to say about it. He said, it's funny because I don't think I knew about Far From Home, which I'm assuming he means no way home. Far far, far From Home or Spider-Verse, or maybe Spider-Verse was out. But when we we decided to do this for Season 2, I didn't know that there was even a Flash movie. It's literally Mm. everywhere. I don't know what it is about it. I think it's a great tool to use to bring different incarnations of things in, which I think is kind of becoming, I'm going to say, easy button. It's like, let's make this cool let's let's make this cool bring that guy from the other thing in here and it's super cool and as a fan i love it he also said but i will say that we're using angstrom levy's multiverse capabilities in a much different way it's not just about pulling different things that you may love into a story through the multiverse it's a very character driven story there's a lot of drama to it seeing the sliding doors aspect of another dimension and finding out like Mm. how things went a different way when different decisions were made we're kind of drilling it down to its simplest form, and it's not this massive, unwieldy thing. So, okay, yeah. So it seems like it's more going to be like part of the story, you know, very story-driven. It's not. It's not just going to be like, oh, let's bring stuff in from a, you know, from the multiverse kind of thing.
1: Yeah, because with with other multiverse properties, it's normally like, oh, hey, there's this Batman actor, you know, or Spider-Man actor. But with Invincible, they don't really have that. So it's going to be interesting to see like what they do with it. That's that's different.
0: Well, and he said it's going to be the more like tradition there. Yeah, the way the way they're going to do it isn't is more traditional. So I'm assuming it's going to be more like different timelines. than like, you know, other worlds where, you know, different actors play different characters, you know, that that Mm kind of thing. Um, yeah. But that should be interesting. Uh, I haven't really read much of the comics, so I don't know if they do that. Yeah, in the I comics haven't, I haven't either. That being said, I feel like they can do some interesting, not necessarily multiverse stuff, but like just image character world building stuff in this series, because mm. there are a lot of really good image characters that all exist in the same universe, like Spawn yeah. and Shadowhawk and everything. Are in the mm-hmm. same continuity as Invincible, and it'd be it might, it might be kind of interesting to include that. Also, like, and of course, with the multiverse thing, people have been saying like, "Oh, Spider Man's gonna be in it," because Josh Keaton, the voice actor for Spider Man in, in the Spectacular Spider Man series, he yeah. is in this season but you know he is a voice actor he's done other stuff so you know right but that immediately made people on the on the internet going like oh my god there to be a spider-man invincible crossover you know
1: Which... i really hope that's not the case
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it, it, it would be cool like at first but then it'd be like what? <laughs> you know, right. like it'd be like, oh, fun crossover, but wh- wh- what? Like this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, right? Yeah, well, uh, we'll see how that goes. But plus, we've we've already had like a bunch of Spider-Man multiverse stuff recently, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, but apparently, DC is doing a crossover event this year in the comics. Um, which is going to be Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, really yeah, like and that. that, for the first issue, is releasing on October 17th. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm very curious, like, what the hell this is going to be. Like, it, it's, as, it's sort of a mixed bag of being like, this is really ridiculous, but I'm kind of all for it now. <laughs> but yeah. it's like, it, it seems like they're using... Like, like, what, what continuity is this in? Because exactly, Godzilla yeah. and Kong are have the same designs as they do in the Warner Brothers movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was like, is this supposed to be canon to the, to, or is it just like they're just not going to worry about that and they're just like, eh,
1: you know? Yeah, and because also it's like in the main continuity, the Justice League isn't a thing anymore. And so like, That's are they going to just bring him back after like four months and be yeah. like, the Justice League is back? Like, I don't know, like what? Yeah.
0: I mean it's I am guessing it's probably going to be like an elseworlds thing. I think so. Um yeah. cuz if you look at the art for it like all of the costumes for the heroes look just kind of like basic classic, you know, costumes. Um so it's, it's probably just going to be like its own continuity like kind of out of everything, you know, outside of everything. But what I really like is there's this one variant cover and it literally has Batman and a giant Batman like mech suit fighting godzilla (laughs) and it's like it's 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 it's, it's literally like the thing where people go like who would win between godzilla and batman well batman if he had prep time he'd just make a giant thing and fight him you know right right (laughs) like they're actually doing that uh so that should be interesting to say the least yeah oh yeah the borderlands movie that is apparently coming out on august 9th 2024 so mm-hmm. next year, I really don't know much about Borderlands the game. I just know it exists. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Um, yeah, just a couple more things from Comic cons The uh, a trailer dropped for the Spider-Man Two game for PlayStation. Yeah, and it seems heavily suggested that Harry Osborn is going to be Venom, mm-hmm. which was kind of suggested at the end of the first game and like a post-credit scene. So. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. And they also there is also a special edition PlayStation Five console that is going to be sold. Um, it's I think it's going to be it's going to hit stores in September, but the pre order is, is starting this Friday, July twenty eighth. Mm. Um, but apparently, what they're also doing is you can buy the fate like the the, the plates for the PS5 like the special edition Spider-Man one so you, you don't have to buy the whole console if you want it. Okay. Um yeah. and they're also releasing the special edition controller separately as well. Mm-hmm. So that's good for, for people that already have PlayStation 5s. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't have to like buy the whole new set to have a cool thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um a couple new DC animated movies are confirmed right, for next right. year. They are doing a Watchmen um, movie yeah. which not really sure if it's going to be just a straight up adaptation of the of like the, the, the graphic novel again, or they're doing mm-hmm. something different like the HBO series did, right, right? And they're also doing Crisis on Infinite Earths, which yeah. I find interesting because they haven't done much yet with this new like animated continuity. Mm-hmm. They've done like five movies, maybe. It's kind of like right. that's that's they haven't even had like a real Justice League movie they mm-hmm. the just, the just sort of formed off screen and they just did some stuff, you know? Right. So I feel like this crisis on infinite earths is kind of an interesting choice. I, if they're going to just straight up adapt the comic storyline, but mm-hmm. otherwise they might be trying to do more of like, the, like an animated multiverse movie, sure. like, like bringing in um <clears throat> stuff from like the, the Bruce Tim verse, yeah, Or like the yeah. last animated, which personally I'd be more interested in because I'm not super invested in the new animated movies. Like they're fine, but mm-hmm. like I feel like they don't have the same, um, I don't know, flair or even just continuity as the last animated universe. Sure. Um, so I guess we'll see how that goes. But and, and uh, to to be honest, I don't really think they even said for sure if it's going to be in um the new continuity or not so okay yeah, yeah. i have no idea <laughs> but like the the watchman one should be interesting because yeah i feel like that's been i mean the, we've we already have a live action movie that was very similar to the comic besides a few minor alterations but also it, like how are they going to adapt that into an hour and a half like hour and 20 right. animated movie you know there's a lot that happens Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that'll be interesting to see like what they're doing and if and if this means like it could mean nothing but does this mean they're gonna like f- focus a little more on watchman characters and other dc stuff going forward because because that, cause that right. is just kind of random like a watchman animated movie like yeah. why now you know it's right. been it's like several years since the movie came out there have been no new watchman comics recently doomsday clock was a few years ago so was the yeah. hbo so yeah i don't, don't. <laughs> kind of interesting definitely gonna keep my eyes open for more info on that mm-hmm. and last little thing um mortal Kombat 1 apparently like this was rumored a lot like a few months ago but apparently it's official that homelander omni-man and peacemaker are going to be playable characters in the game, I'm not sure if they're going to be in the like the base game or if they're going to be like a DLC. I'm guessing yeah. they're, they're going to be like DLC characters, but I mm-hmm. guess we'll see. But that's interesting. I feel like Homeland and Omni-Man are kind of like the same power wise. Yeah. So yeah. I'm curious to see what distinguishes the two characters. But Peacemaker mm-hmm. is surprising. I never would have yeah. guessed out of all DC characters. And it's definitely like the John Cena version. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. interesting. Uh but yeah that's pretty okay yeah that's pretty much all the news the last news is Barbie related so it kind of segues into right. our discussion of Barbie but for those of you who don't know um which I'm guessing that means you haven't seen Barbie so I'm I'm just going to put a spoiler warning here right now we are going to be talking spoilers in this podcast but um in the movie there is like a very brief like Snyder cut joke and this like came out like the day that this movie came out and caused certain areas of the fandom to get all mad. (laughs) Um, And if you like, like if you see the actual movie, it's so like mundane and like, yeah,
1: in the context, it's not really making fun of the Snyder cut. It's making fun of something else by way of the Snyder cut.
0: Yeah. It's basically like the, yeah, it's, it's basically just the Barbie in question you know, had no agency or mind of her own because of the whole like, you know, Patriarchy can take over things, exactly. so it, exactly. you know, it was like she was just into everything her Ken was into, you know. <laughs> so right. that was literally it. it wasn't it wasn't even anything negative about the Snyder Cut or anything. Exactly. And it's exactly. just like oh, okay, um, but you know that doesn't stop it from being mad. And I feel like the people that actually are mad about it don't even know the context; they just know right. Oh, that's a right. they made I'm like okay, all right. Mm-hmm. But Greta Gerwig actually came out and talked about it uh with comicbook.com um when she was asked about you know kind of like the backlash if you want to call it that i mean uh, mm-hmm. um and she said i didn't even realize that i d- i didn't even because i d- i don't have a dog in this fight i, d- I didn't even really know I, I knew it was a thing i don't know the contours of all the ins and outs but it's the kind of thing that i vaguely know and i think that was the thing that it was like if writer barbie had had a vague knowledge of and then all of a sudden in a certain state it really meant a lot to her and then it went away you know like which yeah which we we kind of said and also i feel like fans which i myself you know was a big fan of the snyder cut and i was kind of part of the you know release the snyder cut movement i guess like i didn't like you know do all like like the crazy stuff other people did but you know I I posted a hashtag or two, you know, that kind of stuff. But, you know, I feel like Snyder fans need to understand that most normal people don't freaking know like what the hell this is. <laughs> like, you know, right. like to most people it's like, oh, the Snyder guy. Yeah. All right. They don't know, like, you know, they don't know all the ins and outs of all the messed up stuff. Warner brothers did to the original, you know, movie right. and like right. know, Zack Snyder and all that stuff. So it's like, most people don't you know so they like throw it in a movie they're like oh well, whatever you know it's not like Greta Gerwig mm-hmm. oh she hates Snyder fans like okay all right right right. I mean we already know she hates men so I, I guess it makes sense that she
1: would also hate Snyder fans you know <laughs> did you hear so did you I was heard on Instagram it was probably the funniest thing people are saying about this movie is that mm-hmm. like it's telling us to kill babies have you heard about this <laughs> no what the fuck people are no. so people watch so someone on the internet saw the opening scene and they're like oh Oh my this, God! The, they want us to kill babies. That's what this is. You got it. <laughs> and then they're also taking the joke about the pregnant doll, and they're like, "Oh, okay. They this movie hates babies, and they want us to actively kill babies." And I think that's just so funny. That's because like the opening scene is a reference to 2001, and then the yeah. pregnant doll is actually a real doll, and it was yeah. discontinued by Mattel. And so that was more a Mattel joke than an actual making fun of pregnant people joke.
0: Well, yeah, and they and they didn't murder yeah. Midge. Like they right. they were they were just like, oh yeah, we 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 forgot you existed, you know that kind of exactly. stuff. They weren't like kill her, right. you know. <laughs> people are crazy, man.
1: Yeah,
0: I, I like it's. It's like they're 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 either just nuts or they're purposefully just like making shit up to stir mm-hmm. other people up, you know? Right. Um. Right. But let's get into actually talking about the movie Barbie. Yeah. Let's you, do it. So you, yeah, yeah, you saw this and not Oppenheimer. So.
1: No. Yeah. I mean, well, last episode we discovered that I hate women, so now I have to hate men as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You no, just, I mean, you just hate I, everyone. Eh? exactly i hate everybody <laughs> equally um yeah i mean we we, we plan on what we tried to watch them both in the same day but we couldn't yeah. because i mentioned uh, we wanted to see it in the special we see Oppenheimer in the special format right. um but, but the plan was always to watch barbie first because sure we wanted to kind of end on like the downer of oppenheimer <laughs> Yeah, if that makes yeah. sense yeah no um so, yeah, we we saw Barbie, and I, I loved it, man. It's probably my... I know I <laughs> said this with Mission Impossible, but it's my new favorite movie of the year. Barbie. Is it? I, I okay. love it so much. Yeah. Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I, I ended up seeing it Thursday night because I was like, I don't really think I have any friends who necessarily want to see it in theaters, at least, mm. you know, that are like... You know, I could just call me like, hey, you want to see a movie tonight? You know, so right. I, I, I ended up going by myself and I felt like such a creep because it was like 80 percent women. I'm like, hmm, I'm like, uh, should I be here now? Yeah. <laughs> And like the guys right. that were there were like with their wives or like girlfriends. I'm mm-hmm. like, hmm, like, I swear I'm not I'm not a weirdo. No, um, but no, like it, it's definitely not like the way some people are talking about it online. It, it's it's like they think it's like a little girls movie which okay yeah like fair enough it's barbie but if you right. looked into any of the like pr- promotion material like the trailers or anything mm-hmm. it's clear this was not made for little kids like i don't think it's necessarily that inappropriate like i feel like any inappropriate jokes would go over kids heads
1: yeah it's but, just very like mature and like adult and like it's con like right. it's subject matter it's not really meant for children if that makes sense
0: it's definitely for like adults who grew up either playing with barbies or aware of the cultural impact of barbies right um right. so you know like i don't think it would necessarily be a terrible thing to bring like a 10 year old kid to it but they would probably be like bored out of their minds well i mean yeah it really depends on on the kid you know yeah right um but i probably wouldn't bring anybody younger than like 10 because they'd be like oh you know like what the hell's going on you know Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but yeah no it was a very good movie like it was it was really funny yes like i i expected it to be funny but it was just like almost nonstop laughs you know right which was great And, and and it was a real mix of like very meta satirical humor and just Mm -hmm. like stupid stuff, you know, like stupid random humor, you know? And like Ken was definitely a standout for me. Like I think Ryan Gosling, like this is probably the most comedic role he's ever done. Mm -hmm. And he did such a good job. He was like, so funny the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, I mean, like Margot Robbie did an awesome job as Barbie as well. I mean, like really all the actors in this did an excellent oh, yeah. job for what they were cast, going yeah. for. Oh yeah. Yeah. Very good cast. Um, I, I, I like there was like a couple random fight scenes that were r- really funny. Like when Alan just started to like beat the crap out of those guys, <laughs> yes. which be speaking oh, of oh. Alan, what a great character. And well, what a and great way fantastic. to include Michael Sarah. Like that yeah. was like, he was just yeah. perfect for that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I I really liked how it started out, and like I I I wasn't really sure where it was going at first, because like at first Mm -hmm. it was very much more you know like somewhat feminist messaging, you know, and then I was like you know like where are they going with this? Is this gonna you know like go like have an 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 interesting point or anything, or is it just gonna you know? But like they it it was actually very nuanced. What they did, it it wasn't a typical, you know, like the way people are portraying it online, which I don't even think half of them have even seen it. I think the ones that have totally missed the point of the movie, exactly. Either willfully or not, you know, because there's definitely some people that you know benefit from this like hate mongering, where it's just like this sucks, ah, give me give me views, you know. And then there's I think other people that just, just it just went over their heads and like they heard the first like feminist talking point and they're just like oh well my my mm. brain's shutting off you know
1: yeah i think on the surface level it is very feminist but if you mm. dig deeper it's like it's it's more about like discovering yourself and being like okay with who you are because if you look yeah. at like ten's arc throughout the movie yes. he kind of starts out with like his whole identity is barbie and then yeah his whole identity is the patriarchy and then at mm-hmm. the end of the movie he just has to be content with himself and that's that's like the whole movie yeah. Is less about, like, yeah. feminism and, and then that sort of thing. It's more just, like, being okay with who you are, which is sort of, I think, the antithesis of what Barbie as, like, a product is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, and I, 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 to me, I think that it was also kind of saying, like, feminism and the patriarchy, like, taken, you know, to the extremes, like, they're both not good. You know, because sure. even, like, like everyone thought Barbie world, world was perfect. But then by the end, they realized that, like, the Kens were basically, like, women in the real world. You know, just kind of, yeah. like, cast off to the side and like, an afterthought. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I thought that was very interesting. And I feel like, you know, also, like, Barbie literally helped Ken fi- find himself, like you said. And, like, you know, there was even, a, you know, a scene where she said, you know, I'm sorry that I took you for granted. And it's like... Yeah. Like, I don't know how you can walk away, like, truly being like, oh, this movie hates men. Because, like, I've seen, Mm -hmm. like, some movies that are much more, you know, like that, that are, you know, very, like, I feel like most Hollywood attempts to tackle feminism are very, like, ham-fisted. And are right. just like, it's, 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 it's either like women are good or men are good. You you can't have both. And it's like, what, right. you know? Exactly. So I feel like this exactly. is a much more nuanced take on that. And like you said, it's more about, you know, finding yourself. And yeah, cause like it was Barbie, Ken, and even um the America Ferrera character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was, there was, there was even a scene where she talked about like, you know, being, you know, why can't women just like be be able to do what they want to do? Like whether Mm -hmm. it's being a mom or being, you know, like having a career or both, like why do you have to choose between everything? You know, that, that kind of thing. So it's like, there are a lot of different messages in this, but not like Mm -hmm. not conflicting. There was just a lot they're trying to tackle. I think they did a pretty good job for, you know, like, what boils down to just kind of a fun comedy, really, you know, <laughs> when you really come down to it, I do feel like there were a couple of times where they were a little on the nose with like some of the monologues, but it wasn't like I wasn't sitting there cringing like mm. some m- movies or shows um, right. like a uh, random example, Supergirl, where they would just mm. go on these like really just horrible, <laughs>
1: horribly written yeah.
0: tirades that just felt like a tweet, you know, right, right. This, like at, at least they were well written. Mom monologues mm-hmm. though they you know I feel like they're a little on the nose sometimes yeah um but I kind of expected Will Ferrell to be in it a little more
1: yeah I feel like my you. one criticism of this movie yeah. is sort of that uh whole subplot I guess you could say it doesn't it doesn't mm-hmm. really fit it's not that it was bad it just doesn't mm-hmm. really like fit with the rest of the movie I mean I, it's yeah. sort of like I guess it kind of feeds into the whole patriarchy thing but it, it feels mm-hmm. sort of out of place. I
0: felt like it was important in that, like it was Mattel and you had to have like kind of a, right. an origin for Barbie and all that. But yeah, at the same time, they didn't do a whole lot of welfare on the board members. They were more there just for a few chuckles. And then right. I guess they chased. But yeah, like I feel like they've kind of would have gone like they they didn't really affect the plot that much, which was maybe the point. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh yeah, I'm trying to think if they really like affected the plot I mean, that much. There not was really... that
1: whole thing with Ruth, which I really liked, but I feel like you could probably cut Mattel out and still keep Christ. her in, in some way. That's true. Because like, because the point was whole the, the whole point was like Barbie goes to the real world, then Ken leaves. Yeah, and then Barbie goes back to Barbieland. I feel like you could do that whole thing without Mattel being there.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Like that wasn't really necessary, and like. Speaking of Mattel and everything, I feel like they gave Barbie like enough of a reason or an origin without really delving in depth, which Mm. like I would have been fine either way. But they definitely could have dug themselves a hole if they tried to over explain like, well, Barbie land is here. And then, you know, you you know, you like like kind of like try to explain like the tree of realms or something, you know, like like, like in Thor, you know, whereas they're just like. Given how zany it was, you didn't need all this explanation. I'm kind of glad they went the route where they're just like, yeah, you just Mm -hmm. do all these stupid things. You end up in the real world, and then you do them backwards. Like, get back, you know? Like, that was enough. You didn't really even need to know, like, how is you know, how are they like dolls in Barbie Land, but not really in the real world? Like are they actually mm-hmm. made of like are they humans made of plastic? Like, you know, they didn't get into all that. They're just like, eh, who cares? You know? Right. <laughs> it's just um, important that they don't
1: have genitals. That's the only Right, thing. yeah,
0: yeah. That's important thing. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah which they made a couple references to that, which was funny. Mm-hmm. Right. Um But Barbie land itself was very like it looked really cool like it, it yeah it, it looked like just a life-size barbie play set really which to to the point where nothing was really real like all the food and like yeah. water like didn't really exist you just had to they, they were
1: like pretending basically right um, and it, i think it was all it was all like practical sets and they were all based <laughs> yeah. on real it looked products like and it. i think it looks really cool yeah
0: yeah it does it does um yeah, like even the beach and everything, like looked yeah. like yeah, that's all the sets looked very like they looked good and bad at the same time because like they, they they like they were supposed right. to look you know plasticky. Exactly. That was the point. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, and speaking of beach, I, th- <laughs> I like that line where Ken just like, "My job is beach." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I really liked Ken's arc throughout this. He, oh which, yeah, like he just went from like being like obsessed with Barbie to like being obsessed with the patriarchy. Like like you said, like mm-hmm. and and I, I I really did like that whole scene with him going off and just discovering all this like male centered stuff. <laughs> like yeah, and, and I I love the part where he's like you know, he just like, I'd like a job. And they're like, well, normally you need a master's degree, like an MBA and this, you know, all this stuff. Right. Um, right. you know, uh, and like he, he went to hospitals. So I'd like, I'd like to perform surgery. They're like, what, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. That was really good. And when they were at the high school or the middle school, he was like, I'm going to go in here and look at, books on trucks or something like that mm, it was yeah, yeah. It was pretty funny but yeah what did what did you think about that storyline with like the daughter slash the mom and kind of how they fit into like the story with barbie and her development
1: yeah i feel like um with a story with barbie i feel like you can't really tell it without mm. having a mother-daughter relationship to some extent mm, yeah but i feel like i don't know i feel like they were just there Mm -hmm. To serve the plot, I didn't really feel any emotional connection with those characters. Not that they were bad, I just didn't really... Other than the monologue at the end, I don't really feel like they really had any standout moments, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: I feel like the mom was just there to be like, this is what it's like for modern day women, basically. Mm-hmm. And the daughter was almost like, this is like the cynical kid <laughs> perspective now, you know, because like there was that scene where she basically called Barbie a fascist. <laughs> right. Which, right. And it's so funny. Like some people are like freaking out about that. I'm like, Jesus, it's a it's a comedy, people. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, do yeah. you really think the people who made the Barbie movie are like, Barbie's a fascist. Give her a little like. <laughs> nazi uniform like what <laughs> like okay um yeah but i thought that yeah i i i definitely agree i feel like at the same time there did kind of need to be a connection between mm-hmm. barbie and 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 i definitely did thrust her forward because the whole reason barbie became self-aware is because the mom kind of started playing right. with you know her old barbie's right. But instead mm. of having like the childlike innocence that I guess all the other like Barbies who are played by with kids have, you know, um, yeah. she kind of brought her own insecurities and fears and everything into that. And I, I did kind of think mm. that was an interesting way to get Barbie to have like an existential crisis, I guess. Yeah. Um. I feel like the only other thing that would have made sense is if somehow there was a flaw in like the way she was made at like Mattel or something. But mm. considering like they're not robots, like, yeah, I don't know how how you would do that.
1: But... right yeah that yeah that kind of reminds me of, did you see the uh the 2019 child's play movie because that was no, chucky's origin but i that know movie. that yeah he was like a it was robot's... like a disgruntled worker whatever in thailand um, oh that's weird <laughs> yeah uh yeah um that's a strange movie anyway uh barbie <laughs> yeah I, I the music in it the, there's only a couple musical numbers but they were mm. they were all very very They're good very good like the yes
0: D- disco party scene was was mm-hmm. very well choreographed and then like the whole like ken fight thing was very well done yes um i think the only like this is like pretty much your only my only criticism besides the will ferrell thing and like it's very minor i do feel like in like i get it because they're barbies on the one hand i do feel like because like i feel like the whole message was kind of trying to resonate with normal women especially normal people And they they did make a meta joke about this, but I feel like they maybe slightly shot themselves in the foot by like making literally every cast member like gorgeous, you know, Mm, (laughs) like they did kind of make a meta joke about like, oh, casting Margot Robbie, you know, in this. But I do feel like there was a little bit of a like, okay, yeah, I get the message, but literally everyone in this is hot, you know, so it's like, yeah, you know, but, you know, it's a very minor gripe. Mm. Um, you know it's not like it'd be like I want them to cast the ugliest people you know like, or something but you know but yeah, yeah that bu- the Barbie movie was very good very well done and like o- yeah. obviously this isn't for everybody um, right. but I feel like it's a, got a, a, a broader appeal than just mm-hmm. like little girls or even just yeah. women I feel right. like most people can get something out of this you know mm-hmm. Um, but yeah that is the Barbie movie um yeah you have not seen Oppenheimer so I I got
1: yeah I loved Barbie I feel like Oppenheimer is gonna have an uphill battle for me at least
0: (laughs) yeah that's fair no I will say Oppenheimer is very good um yeah 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 yeah, no doubt I don't know like I I I, I would have to see Barbie again to really say for sure like which one I like better but Mm. yeah but I brought my friend Zach in to talk about Oppenheimer so yeah yeah let's cut to that Alrighty, and here to talk about Oppenheimer is my friend Zach. He has been on the podcast and the YouTube channel a few times before. Thanks for joining me yet again, Zach.
2: Uh, it's, I'm glad
0: to be here, man. <laughs> so, Oppenheimer, um, you're one of, my, one of my few friends who have actually seen it. Uh, what did you think? First, general thoughts, I guess, and we'll delve more uh, deeply into it
2: absolutely phenomenal um i i loved every second of it uh Mm -hmm. three three hours and incredible three hours honestly Mm -hmm. um couldn't get enough
0: yeah i really liked it. and just uh for warning everyone this isn't coming from two like huge nolan fans i would say i mean like i'm pretty hit or miss with his movies so it's not same, like same very yeah, same very same it's not like really like, you know like christopher nolan's you know the most genius director ever and i want to have his baby yeah. or anything you yeah 100 percent, 100 um but yeah no it, it it was quite good i wasn't really sure what to expect going into it like you know like i i kind of knew what to expect because you know it was gonna be a movie about oppenheimer and i wasn't expecting it to be like three hours of a bomb you know exploding Which some 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 people seem to think so, but like it's three hours. Of course, it's gonna be a lot of talking and development and stuff. Um, But yeah, like it ended up being a lot more just about Oppenheimer himself, which I think made more sense and I felt like was a little more compelling than if it was just like all about the bomb, I guess, and the
2: development of the bomb. Uh, I'm just glad that they finally gave Oppenheimer a chance to like Mm -hmm. actually get his story out there, Mm -hmm. kind of because it's a very interesting story if you've ever actually read about um Oppenheimer um, the creation of the atomic bomb is a very right. enthralling story in my opinion yeah i yeah I,
0: I got the impression from briefly talking to you before you know, that like you had kind of read up and like known more about Oppenheimer and stuff before the movie so kind of like what what, yeah. what
2: what what was your like knowledge level going into the movie um so i have a pretty decent knowledge on oppenheimer so going Mm -hmm. into the film um especially when they do like the date changing and stuff where they don't Mm -hmm. really tell you that they're it's a different like it's a different time Mm -hmm. um i i it was pretty easy for me to follow along i know for my girlfriend it was pretty hard for her to follow along Mm because she didn't really know like everything and like she didn't she was confused as to which parts were taking place when because they don't really tell you
0: Right. I mean, I felt for me it was one of the easiest Nolan films to follow, Um, honestly. Easier I- than Tenet. Definitely easier than oh, Tenet. Oh, yeah, way easier than Tenet. I felt like by the end of the movie, I understand what was going on and what happened when. Yeah. It took me a while because at first I thought that, like, the color scenes were, you know, like what was happening at that board um, hearing and then, you know, like, his past, and then the black and white was, like, after that, and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the other hearing, which, like, it kind of was, but, like, by the end of the movie, I kind of got, like, my take from it was that the black and white scenes were, like, Strauss and, like, his perspective, and then, like, the color scenes was, like, Oppenheimer and, like, you know, like, more
2: his perspective. Yeah, um, so from going from what Nolan said, uh, the color, um, segments are subjective so Mm. it may have happened this way it might not have because the whole way they did the um uh, aec board for his security clearance that whole Mm. thing is a transcript we don't really have any audio recordings of it so it's only a transcript that they had to go off of okay so that's why it's mainly in color is because like that's probably how it went down but like we Mm -hmm. don't know the exact tone of how they were phrasing things or exactly how things were done Right,
0: which yeah, like you kind of have to do in a movie anyway. Yeah, like you're not, you're not. It's not, it's not gonna be like a beat for beat like real. You know what actually happened, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I found that interesting too because like I, at, it confused me at first when they showed, you know, the that um scene in black and white with all of them around the table like discussing the hydrogen bomb and stuff. Yeah. and then they showed it again but in color. So I was like, oh, these aren't two different timelines or something. And like it took me like, but by the end it all made sense. For the most part, yeah. for me, I think the hardest thing to follow was the names because they ne- they kept name dropping people.
2: I will and, admit, I will admit that,
0: and I was like, "Bruh, I, you 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 said their name once. I don't remember who they are." But I did find it interesting. Like there was one time that they actually like did a flash and showed who it was. It was um Patrick Blackett, the James Darcy character, like his old professor. Um, oh but, yeah, yeah but, yeah. but like the whole rest of the movie, they they just kept like name dropping people, and I'm like, I'm a little lost by who this guy is, but.
2: Yeah. yeah, no, I I'm a hundred percent with you there. Um, I like I said, I've read. I've. Oh, am I lagging? Um, a little bit, but it, it'll be fine in your audio, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. No. it Just I saw my my end was lagging. Um, so just bear with me here, for because for some reason my audio con- or my connection's pretty bad. Okay. No problem. Um but when they when they were name dropping stuff like i've read i've read into it but like there are so many names that at like some point i kind of got lost too mm, yeah i like i was like which one's teller which one's lawrence again right, and like right. i kept getting confused so like that i will admit that part's a little confusing. i don't know why they got one scene was when they did like a flashback and it's just like it's this guy it's this guy right, right like in case but you forgot the other scenes, they're just like yeah, the rest of the other scenes, they didn't even mention it. Maybe it was because didn't at like, the up. very beginning. And they were like, yeah, Probably. in, C- in
0: case you forgot three hours ago, this guy. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> right. Um, speaking of, like, so many people, like, there were so many freaking actors in this movie. Oh, my gosh. Like, it was almost, Incredible. Like, <laughs> like, every character they brought up, I'm like, oh, I recognize him. Oh, I recognize that actor. I recognize that actor. It was crazy. Like, um, Yeah, the
2: cast was absolutely phenomenal.
0: Which is really cool and interesting because like i feel like like not with every film but i think a lot of nolan's films stick to like the same main cast in a lot of respects um, mm-hmm. like he casts a lot you know which a lot of d- directors do but i feel like this is his most like diverse film just like having so many different
2: actors is crazy like yeah, so many so many big names
0: Yeah, so many big names and so many like people you don't see that much like josh peck and yeah. like Jack Quaid's been quite Jack a few Quaid. things recently but it was cool to see him and then uh, Devin Bostick um, from the Frickin' when Wimpy Kid Derm- movies the kid, yeah. and I, I, I did not remember I mean I didn't even know that Rami Malek was going to be in it but he, yeah. he, he he was in it just kind of there to like you know sh- show up and be like oh hey sc- screw you Strauss <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> kind of thing basically. oh and Casey Affleck I had no idea Casey Affleck was going to be in it and he was just there to be a psycho, no, I guess. Like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so many people. It was re- it was really cool. But I did really appreciate. Oh, and Gary Oldman, like I did not know he was gonna be in it, and then he's like, oh yeah, he's Harry Truman. <laughs> yeah, I will say I did. I, I was a little afraid going into the- into this that this was going to be a little bit like Dunkirk because this is like the second like historical movie nolan's done i think with, yeah. like with dunkirk and with that like the timeline was all over the place
2: and yeah i was I didn't, i'm not a huge fan of dunkirk
0: no nah, me neither i i was i was a little afraid this movie is going to be like that but i think for the most part the story was very linear and not hard to follow, which I really appreciate. Like they jumped back and forth between like the hearing, but that made sense. Cause all of the stuff from the past, you know, was being brought up in the hearing. So that's you know, like it made sense. It wasn't hard to follow. Yeah. So I did like that. Um, I think like, it was, like going back to the actors, like all the acting was f- phenomenal. And I feel like, a lot of that kind of acting gets really under, like under um, appreciated nowadays. Cause a little, like the acting is very subtle. Like there was definitely like emotional scenes, but say like Killian Murphy, uh, you know, yeah. as uh, no, Oppenheimer, know. like it wasn't a whole lot of emotion, but there was at the same time, just those scenes where it seemed like Oppenheimer was having like a panic attack or, you know, like just freaking out about the bomb or something. Like there was like, just, mm-hmm. like a lot of emotion on his face, but he didn't like, you know, have
2: to scream or yell about it, you know? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think the acting was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I could feel a lot of the dread that, like, the characters were feeling. Well, not mm. characters, but the people were feeling. Well, yeah. I mean, characters in the film, yes. yeah, right. But Kelly, mm. like you said, Kelly Murphy, like you can, you, I just you can feel everything, like especially when the bomb's about to go off, yeah. like the the tenseness you feel, especially from like everyone being silent and it just being like an absolutely jaw dropping moment is mm-hmm. just. Unforgettable, honestly. Yeah, yeah,
0: they did a really good job. Like all the scenes that were supposed to be intense, were like
2: felt, yeah,
0: yeah. Like I think they did that just like with the, uh, you know, the f- film, like the the way the way they shot it, as well as the acting and the music, like the score, yeah. Like all of it just 100%. blend blended together to just like really lend to just a really like tense scenes, which I thought was really cool. And I'll and I'll be honest, like the first half of the movie. I was like nerding out a bit just with the science stuff, which is really interesting. Cause, yeah, because like I had know it well for one thing. Um, I knew Kenneth Brunner was in it, but then when he was Niels Bohr, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't realize, um, Oppenheimer like knew Niels Bohr. That was pretty interesting. Um. Oh and yeah he met Heisenberg and I was kind of <laughs> Heisenberg I, I was kind of disappointed like I was, I was expecting Brian Cranston but instead it was like some German guy but whatever you know <laughs> <laughs> No but like this all that stuff was very interesting and just like the way they built the bomb like I didn't know really anything about how they built the bomb besides like ooh nuclear fission you know I didn't know Yeah all the stuff behind the scenes that was very in- interesting to learn and like it took them like 2 years to pr- produce enough
2: um what was it, plutonium? uh plutonium and uranium and their uranium, original right. their original device was um, uranium but mm. once they figured out how long it was taking to create uranium right.
0: That's right. they
2: did a uh, implosion uh plutonium implosion mm-hmm. device yeah because you could produce plutonium you or you needed less plutonium for an atomic bomb than you would uranium mm-hmm. and it's like the same speed to produce plutonium and plutonium's man made not an ore like uranium is mm. right okay okay
0: Interesting. Yeah. And the, the stuff where they were talking about the hydrogen bomb as well, kind of sort of being developed in the background by that one guy, you know, yeah, um, that was pretty interesting. And, oh, and, and all the stuff with like just the whole hearing where, um, he was basically being put on blast for his past political, um, actions and stuff, um, was interesting. Like I had done like some very abbreviated deep dive research before seeing the movie, um, so I, I knew some of this stuff, like the trouble he got into, like, you know, being accused of being a communist, all that stuff, but it was interesting seeing, you know, it like more f- fleshed out and kind of seeing how it was basically weaponized against him to ruin yeah. his reputation. Yeah. Um,
2: and I'm, yeah. I'm hoping like with that general audiences can general audiences who like, aren't like i don't know just kind of more casual viewers they can also understand to what extent the government went to to really screw this guy over Mm -hmm. um and especially like it i know it'll show a lot of people that like our government's not perfect because a lot Mm. of people still nowadays believe that so right yeah yeah it was really interesting to see that and and also like it was
0: like I, I know it's historical but it was almost like you know a big twist at the end where like robert downey jr is the bad guy you know yeah, like, yeah I, I, thought, right? I thought that was done very well where like it felt like a big reveal and you're like oh you know like he's the one pulling the strings on all this you know that was yep. pretty interesting oh yeah and, and david dada was was in it too that was interesting yeah they they did a really good job like introducing details and characters and then sur- circling back by the end and being like, you know,
2: th- this is why they're important, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, I think Robert Downey Jr.'s performance was absolutely excellent. Mm-hmm. I think he brought like, he brought the emotion and like the, I don't know the, the, uh, cunningness of mm. a politician. Yeah. like, being like they know what they're doing, but they always have to maintain that kind of like facade, right. yeah, and there's yeah. always something going on behind the scenes. and I thought his portrayal of that, especially when he's able to switch up, yeah, like on on like an instant to being like mm-hmm. a face for the cameras and then like being that dirty politician in the right. back,
0: well, even just like how two-faced he was with Oppenheimer, like to his face, he was like, hey, homie, you know, and then behind his back he was just trying to Yeah, he was just trying to destroy him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very good, and it was really cool to see Robert Downey Jr. in a role like this after him being like Iron Man for so long. You know, like he 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 just kind of you know like he had been in other stuff, I guess, but it always felt overshadowed by by By, his Iron Man performance. You know, yeah, right, exactly. So, uh, and be speaking of all that, speaking of Robert Downey Jr., but I guess it was with multiple characters, but the makeup and hair was super good oh Um, yes the way they were able to show their age like it was all very subtle but it was also like they obviously put work into it because you definitely felt like they were older or
2: younger or whatever they were supposed to be at that point in time yeah i agree um especially when uh he's receiving the presidential medal of freedom from Lyndon b johnson yeah uh killian murphy's makeup is excellent Mm -hmm. um he looks old as old as hell yeah yeah he does and, and they really they really pulled it off well especially with practical effects because there's yeah. zero
0: cgi right yeah which i mean yeah and and even strauss robert downey jr's character i think like if you watch like some of the, the scenes that took place before and then like you know his scenes at the hearing and stuff like his hairline looked more receded like it was just kind of interesting it's like they did it's very subtle but things you would really see you know as someone ages and they just did a really yeah. good job and like I, I did like that they kept killian murphy even like when, back when he was in college um they yeah they, they they just tried to make him look a little younger but as opposed to you know casting a younger actor
2: yeah i agree
0: oh and yeah that he almost straight up just murders teacher
2: yeah, so that's actually true. <laughs> yeah, that's actually I, I, true. I mean, I kind of f- um, figured they'd make that it, up, but it, it was his, it was his tutor, not his teacher. Okay. Um, so they did take a little bit of an artistic liberty with right. it, but I think it, I think it worked overall. Right, and
0: I doubt he almost accidentally killed Niels Bohr with it. But you yeah, know. no, he didn't. He <laughs> yeah, didn't. That's, that's, that would be
2: crazy. And, and I think it's funny. Did did he actually meet Niels Bohr in real life? I'm actually not sure about that. Okay. I'm not hundred percent sure about that, but I do know sure. that he did try to poison his tutor. Yeah, that's funny. And I
0: like how he handled it too. He just took the apple and threw it away and they were like, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> like there, there was like no
2: question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um yeah, so good. while we're while we're talking about I mean, uh I what uh, if I can bring it to another topic. Yeah. Um there were some scenes uh that I've I think, I think the sex scenes were completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna lie, mm-hmm. um, especially the scene with Florence Pugh at the beginning, where she sure. like where they finish having sex, right? And, yeah. then he, and then she's just like, read this to me, and then he's like, I have become death destroyable. Yeah. Like, they wasted that line, that perfect line that goes so hard. Yeah, and they used it right then and there, and then at least they said then, it again later. Well, they said it again later, but if you listen, because I noticed Mm -hmm. this on my second watch, Mm. they just cut the audio from that scene with Florence Pugh and just reinserted it. Yeah, Uh, he doesn't actually even doesn't even say it again. eh. I noticed that on my second watch too because you can hear Florence Pugh breathing in the background. (laughs) Really? Oh, my gosh. Yes, that's funny. Yeah, I, I would say, yeah, I mean,
0: especially the. Like, that scene where they're just, like, sitting around in the nude, like, that was, like, the most unnecessary. Like, I felt like the only one that I feel, like, made, I don't know, any sort of artistic sense, maybe, was, like, the one in, like, the boardroom where his wife is imagining him. Like, it was weird, but, yeah.
2: That, I, that made me, I'm not even gonna (laughs) lie, that took me out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I was sitting with my girlfriend and oh. it took me out of it completely and I just started <laughs> laughing. Yeah. I, I thought know. it was so funny because it pans over his shoulder. Yeah. And then he's just naked. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just... That was like really surprising. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Uh... And like I get I get the significance of it. Mm-hmm. And like I understand like what it what it's like supposed to mean. Yeah. But like it was just so jarring yeah. that it was like, I did not, I did not see it coming. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But like, like I, yeah, I, I get that, you know, I, I guess they were trying to show he's a horn dog, but yeah, they were a little yeah. kind of unnecessary,
2: but I think Florence Pugh gave a really good performance.
0: Yeah. For when she was there, <laughs> when she was actually on screen
2: before yeah. she killed herself. Yeah. Um, spoilers. Yeah. Um, or was murdered. or, <laughs> Spoil- spoilers but yeah, it's just spoilers like it's, a real, yeah. it's right, a real life event right i know it's like spoilers, spoilers yeah
0: so have have you read the biography that is based off of
2: i have not no okay. actually i want to read it though
0: yeah yeah me too i kind of forgot that this movie was based off of a biography and then when i saw it in the credits i was like oh i kind of want to read that um
2: yeah so i i do i do want to read that um yeah. but i think Otherwise, I don't, I, ha, so, yeah, I haven't read the biography, but from what I saw in the movie, it's incredibly accurate. Okay. Um, especially the black and white scenes. Right. Um, That's but funny. yeah, so I think overall, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, me too. I, the scene where he's in, where he's giving the speech after they dropped the bomb, Mm-hmm. Like that scene is terrifying.
0: Yeah, they did such a good job, like with the skin peeling off the lady's face, and just like yeah, the the, uh, like, the the audio, the lights, yeah, the
2: lights, and then like he steps on the body, mm-hmm. and like it's it's horrifying. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think that the movie overall has an extremely good message on mm. like yeah. why why we shouldn't have these weapons, really.
0: Right. Yeah, I think they did a very good job, like showing what happened you know but also you know it, like it 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 wasn't like glorifying yeah, it
2: at it all really showed what cost mm-hmm. came with being the one who created yeah the atomic mm-hmm. bomb like you may have created something that like will go down in history but like yeah the irreparable damage that you've caused from like destroying all those lives yeah. is it's just like it it just shows how hard it is to live with something like that yeah
0: well yeah and it, that seems somewhat accurate to how he might have felt in real life yeah a- afterwards um but yeah i found that very i honestly found that stuff like what happened like after the bomb test and beyond like i felt was, like was the most interesting parts yeah, of, i of agree the movie for I, me. I agree
2: like i think
0: I, I did enjoy the first half like if i'm gonna be like nitpicky um i felt like some scenes felt edited odd like felt like abruptly cut or something which i found kind of
2: odd especially for like a nolan movie i can, I can think of one cut yeah there, that the, bothered there was me. probably like like one specific one
0: three and i wouldn't even say like like bothered me i, I just kind of noticed um and i did by like the middle i did feel very slightly like i was like man this is kind of long but then like five minutes after that i got into it until like the very end and i was like oh shoot you know like all oh, the movies over already yeah um, yeah. So yeah, what did you think of the Einstein scenes? But, but, <laughs> okay, i
2: okay, okay, okay. scared. So yeah, so that one Einstein scene where it's uh, near the end of the movie yeah. and Oppenheimer sends his lawyer away in his car <laughs> and then Einstein appears
1: <laughs> is that was, the that,
2: was good. that, that I Listen, I know it's not trying to be funny, but you no, can't but anyway. do that with a major historical figure <laughs> and have it not be funny. Yeah, it's just like, oh, it's Einstein. <laughs> it's just like, where, where did he come from? Yeah, like, it, that's just my question. Uh, like, it kind of
0: lo- like looked waiting, like was he waiting
2: there. I mean, it kind of
0: looked like he was walking forward, but it was just like a field behind him. So was he just yeah. like walking around <laughs> no, like just what? Like,
2: he was walking around aimlessly. Oh. Yeah, no, I thought that was I thought that was absolutely hysterical yeah um yeah I, but,
0: I i really liked that scene um that they showed from two different perspectives yeah like they, they showed about like halfway through when you know einstein's hat blows off and oppenheimer says something to him and then um einstein won't talk to Strauss. but you know like Strauss is so obsessed with himself
2: with himself that yeah i love that that was that was that was so excellent and the final yeah. line at the end of the yeah. at the end of the movie it's says just, just like that do you think so we you know when, remember when we thought we'd set up a chain reaction that would mm-hmm. destroy the world and then he's like yeah and he says i think we already did yeah like that is the most incredible line i yeah. think i've ever heard that was like, yeah it just it just like it's such a high note to end on it was like a or like not drop. even a high note yeah, 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 it's not even like a high note. It's just no. like a damn that makes yeah. you think.
0: Yeah, it was very intense, and yeah, just like the the actor who plays Einstein, like the look on his face was was great. It was just very expertly done, honestly. It's
2: yeah, very good. Um, there another scene with Einstein where he where like Op, Oppenheimer first talks to him before they're creating the bomb, and he, mm-hmm. when he brings him the calculations initially. Yeah. Um, he wa he's talking to this German guy, mm-hmm. and. Uh, this scene made me laugh too i'm just gonna i, I want to talk about like this scene because i thought it was also very funny mm-hmm. he turns so einstein walks around but oppenheimer says something to the german guy and the german guy just says trees are the most beautiful structures and that's, oh, all, yeah. he says. Yeah. that's all he says yeah all yeah that yeah that yeah, and, like, yeah that, you just yeah. never see him again and it was just i was just like what kind of line is yeah. that yeah, Like, I, I thought he was going to be, like, a spy or something because no. he just, like, was acting He's so, like, suspicious. Yeah. there's <laughs> was just, like, I don't trust this guy. Yeah. But that scene, that scene me, gave me a good chuckle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm... I'm- i'm pretty sure i laughed at that part too because it, 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 there was like an awkward pause afterwards
2: too <laughs> yeah, yeah like, i, I was just like cool buddy yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I, I need
0: i need to talk to einstein here uh you, yeah. you go play play with the trees you know <laughs>
2: yeah it was so yeah, funny it was
0: good That was good uh, is there anything else you want to mention
2: before we wrap wrap this up uh, um well, I just want to say I think Killian Murphy probably deserves mm. Best Actor. Yeah. Um. And honestly, I Robert Downey Jr. versus Ryan Gosling for Best Supporting Actor. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Uh. But overall, my final thoughts: it's definitely like it's easily my favorite film of all time now. Wow. Um. I will say that because I've seen it twice now, and each time was, like, the exact same as watching it the first time. I mean, mm. the second time was the exact same as watching it the first time. That's impressive. I'm going to see it again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, And, like, the movie goes by so fast, it doesn't even feel like three hours. Yeah. And, like, just everything is so incredible. Just, like, the absolute, like, for me at least, the absolute feeling of just, like, terror and mm-hmm. dread was just, like... Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not like a good feeling, but it's just like right it's just so intense, yeah, from the film that it's just like, wow, um, but yeah, I absolutely adored it. I think that everyone involved did an absolutely great job, yeah, I don't think there was any bad acting at all, no, um, no. I can't think of like i I really can't think of a lot of problems with the film other than yeah. one specific cut, mm-hmm. but that's it, yeah um and that one specific cut is right after they launched the bomb and oppenheimer's celebrating he calls mm. his wife and he says take the sheets in oh, and then she yeah. smiles and then it fades to black yeah that was okay it was yeah awkward. it was really awkward it was just like why did it fa- like there's no other like cut like that in the movie
0: that that is true yeah that did kind of stick out like a sore thumb yeah, yeah. it was yeah, just like that, it, that it
2: didn't it, it didn't feel in place mm-hmm but, yeah, that's that's all I got to say, honestly.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I really, I very much enjoyed it. I, I, I didn't really have any expectations going in. Like, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, But, like, it ended up being, like, a, kind of like, a, you know, a biopic slash almost like a courtroom drama, like po- political thriller yeah. almost. Yeah. And it really kept my attention way more than I expected. Like, it was all just ex- expertly done. It was very good. Um, yeah, yeah normally to close out the show, well, I say normally, but we've done this once before, but um, i like to end with um, some of the dumbest things I've seen on the internet recently. Oh, so yeah. I-, I don't know if you have anything in mind. I've, I've got a couple things in mind. Um, I've got one's aggravating and one is just kind of funny. But so there's this really stupid review by, um, I don't know if you're familiar, with Grace Randolph. Uh, so somehow she's... Uh, a successful like reporter slash YouTuber, I guess, um, but she's got like some of the worst opinions ever. But mm. her she has an official review for Oppenheimer, um, and it is rotten. And this is on this is from Rotten Tomatoes, and it, her review reads a, a misfire for Nolan, too talky and like many of his films lacks emotion. The story is hard to follow and unfair to history. <laughs> But the film looks good with some good performances, even if most of the characters are unlikable. Also, oh my God. not a characters. good... Yeah, I, also not a good use of IMAX. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Gosh. You've seen it in IMAX and normal digital. I've seen it,
2: yep. I've seen them both. Was IMAX worth it? Because, I mean, for IMAX me... IMAX was... A, it's, a, it's, it's, it's very different. Okay. E- even Sound- like... I- because most of the movie's talking and stuff so like i prefer it in imax because it makes it it's more immersive but mm. um i mean it's good in either format sure sure yeah but yeah that's just such a mm, okay
0: (laughs) like yeah too too talky like have have you never seen a drama before grace like what yeah, I know, right? It's <laughs> like what ridiculous. You, like what? Like I wanted to see the bombs drop on uh, my, drop my... on Japan. There's there was no there, deaths. I th-
2: yeah, I like the one. Have you seen the one where it's just like Oppenheimer's a three hour film about the atomic bomb, but doesn't feature a single Japanese person. Like, is that a serious review?
0: Yes. Oh God, it's so dumb. Like, yeah. yeah
2: this is this is my this is one of this is another one of my favorite ones mm. um people seem this is from lee lie lee Lay. i don't know who she is she's a teacher at some university mm-hmm. she said people seem to love oppenheimer but i'll just say i was uncomfy watching yet another movie about a tortured white male genius when the victims of the atrocities glossed over by the script japanese people interned japanese americans and native americans had no voice and then, the, this is this is the best part, there's a, commi- over. there's a, commi- if, those have nothing to do with the movie, first yeah. of all.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, the Japanese people, maybe, but Not the Native German Americans, and... Native, they well, returned, the... first of returned the land to the Indians. Let's just make that clear. Yeah. That land has been returned to the Indians. Oh, okay. And it cool. wasn't, it wasn't taken. It wasn't even, like, a right. large, po- I mean, like, it's, uh, I don't even want to get into it, but... <laughs> My favorite part about this is the community note that says, "Robert Oppenheimer was Jewish. His friends and relatives were murdered by Nazis, were murdered by Nazis specifically mm-hmm. for not being white." <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It it's crazy, but yeah, um, that's fun. Yeah,
0: I I, right. I I had another dumb. Um, oh thing. yeah, yeah. Go for it. Let me see if I can share my screen. So my friend like it's 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 really stupid, but it's kind of funny. My friend like spam messaged me. apparently, there's like this weird meme going around on some weird corner of the internet where it's just like <laughs> sped up like bears doing stuff sped up with this That's annoying not- ass music, <laughs> and it's like there's so many of them, like uh oh uh, I find the other ones, but there's like so many there's oh my God. <laughs>
2: And it's all got it's just... this music. <laughs> it's, it's so random. I know it's just random stuff.
0: It's so stupid, but it's like great at the same time. Just bears doing bear stuff. Yeah. Oh my god. So, but yeah, he sent like twelve of them. It's insane. All right. Well, uh, that was that is the episode.
2: Thanks so much for joining right. me. Uh, you, you got any social media or anything to plug? Uh, yeah. Follow me on Twitter at peachyexp. Uh, That's it, though. Just follow me on Twitter. All right, cool. Yeah, and uh, check us out, casual underscore experts on
0: Instagram and, like, casual experts pretty much everywhere else. So, And check out our YouTube channel, Casual Experts. The links to all that stuff is in the description. And, yeah, we will see you next time. Thanks for having me on, man. Absolutely. Thanks for joining. This has been Casual Experts Only. Please subscribe, rate, and review on your podcast platform of choice. And be sure to check us out on social media and YouTube. Links to those in the description. Until next time.